being stuck in quarantine for most people. I imagine it's crazy with all this uncertainty. I'm still going to work, um, fortunately, like, you know, I'm not, not as much as I used to, so it's a little stressful. Everybody's going through this time right now, so it's uncertainty, whether you're, you know, stuck at home or, or anything, you, know, you always want the best for people. Well, non-judgmental matters a lot because it judges metal in a non-judgmental way. I mean, if you're going to judge metal, you got to do it in a non-judgmental way or else you're just kind of being very judgmental. Part of the thing that I've dealt with with uncertainty in the past has been uh, what's going to happen in the world of metal since Slayer's gone. I mean, that's a big hole to fill number of people talking Lamb of God or things like that, you know, but... Super so, solid. If I got that tingle in the nuts, that's what matters to me. So, I mean, I, I, you know, what's your take on that? I thought he was bringing back whatever you saw back in the 90s. I think it was 99. And whenever you went and seen him, your first experience with him, like, I never experienced that. I, I saw him in 96 and then twice in 2001. So, I mean, it was still pretty fresh into the Pantera career and then right at the end. It felt like him and the Illegals, I believe is what they called themselves, like, yeah, yeah. they fucking put on a hell of a show, and then Slayer came out with the fucking heat and flames and shit, so like, it definitely was worth the price of admission, but honestly, like, I definitely see Phil coming back and getting his hands into something serious, because like, I know my last experience seeing Phil was uh, his uh, reaction to the KSI Logan Paul fight on uh, Devin Tracy's YouTube channel, Atheism is Unstoppable. Crazy channel, but at the same time, like, because it had Phil on it, that definitely put up some credit points, in my opinion. Therefore, what dude says comes with a little bit more credibility, in my opinion, (laughs) now. So, I don't know. I just think it's exciting to hear that, you know, like, because I was wondering, I was like, Gary King's not doing. Dean Guitars, and he even said in our article the other day, Dean Guitars didn't sponsor me for nothing. Like, that, that's more true than you can imagine. A company like Dean's not going to throw out that type of money. Um, I believe it was Dean, I think so. Uh, you know, like, those type of companies are not going to throw out that type of money 
for no reason. Like, you know, it's just, that's not going to happen. You're not going to see the, them, them sponsor a musician who's on their way out. Like, I mean, what you know, what would be the financial benefit of that? So, I mean, obviously, um, you know, there's, there's a future there for Kerry King who's, you know, got his legion of fans behind him. Paul Bostaff, no joke. I mean, I, like, you know, just a few things to the credibility of, of Paul Bostaff. You know, not, you know, it, it, right off the bat, we say, oh, well, fuck, dude, in for Slayer. We saw him on the Final Four. I mean, he's obviously, he's shopping out of Slayer. That's good shit. But, I mean, he's also worked with other bands, Exodus, Testament, um, Systematic, who we saw back in 2004. He drummed on that first album they put out. So, I mean, he, you know, he's been around for a long time. Um, you know, you know kill, killer musician. Uh, it, 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 you know, if it's true to Gary Holt's there, I mean, what more can be said? I mean, you Gary Holt filled up for Hanneman, so you're talking about a superstar powerhouse of, uh, you know, some slamming metal motherfuckers. Super. Super, super foul. Super heavy. So, you know, uh, it, it, have you been jamming anything? Any, anything you've been listening to? Man, I've tried to, but everything kind of sounds like trap now. So, like, I, I really kind of maybe put it up for a minute. Like, I just wonder, like, how would the, the metal community act if it was, like, Adversion's crown put on that fucking face that trap did, talking about, you guys need to stop crying and whining and just go out and make money and shit. Like, it was such a silly position for trap to put themselves in, but when it comes down to it, I don't know. For me, it's low-hanging fruit because, like, what the fuck are they really doing? I, I, get, I get it. It's like, they're being made fun of. Like, let me just, just to, to clarify before we get into a conversation about it. You're thinking it's shitty that people are picking on it because it's trapped. Because it's trapped. Like, if anyone else had this opinion, they probably wouldn't be getting so much negative controversy, you know? I mean, maybe that's a controversial opinion, but that's what I think. Like, like if Metallica came out and said it, it might have been a flip on Twitter for a few minutes and then move the fuck on. Or, people or still hate Metallica because of the Napster thing and shit. Like, that's all it takes is, like, one fucking bad press shit. And that could definitely turn a lot of fucking press and societal standards and shit. So, like, I don't know. That was just my first instinct. But then again, like, I loved fucking Trap, Echo, fucking Kill Me, whatever. It is what it is. That fucking song's gay now that I think about it. But at the time when I listened to it, it made me feel good inside, like Ghost of You by fucking My Chemical Romance. I don't fucking know why I like these songs. I just do. It's fucking weird, but to hear like... Oh, man, we're, human. we're human and some of us are flawed some of us aren't. That's what I feel. And I know how flawed I am. Man, I like, I like shit that nobody else likes too. Whatever. I love metal. I love slamming around. They're playing the new Doom. Bloody heavy metal fucking gore fest. I'm digging it. I love that shit. But I sometimes like things that people look at me and go, what's your problem? Whatever. I like horns. I like to listen to, you know, classical music sometimes. I like to listen to some funky stuff. Whatever. You got your own opinions. There's no harm in it. But, uh, you know, I mean, I don't like the trap. I'm not going to side with you on that. But I, I, I respect your ability to enjoy it. Another one, Papa Roach. How about that? I'm just saying, listen, I don't right. like any You're of the new get shit. Positivity out of, me there. of course not, because of Jacoby, right? But at the, the Infest album, 2002, fucking Last Resort, fucking comes on the radio, everybody goes fucking crazy. Between Angels and Insects, fucking Binge, fucking Broken Home shit. Like, there was a lot of fucking hits on that album. 
And I ain't gonna bullshit like that's I've been fucking jamming that lately, believe it or not, because it makes me feel like I'm still a high schooler or a fucking a graduate of some sort. Like 35 kind of fucking think, sucks. I think, I think the problem with me is they don't hold to be timeless. I can understand why that album might have been popular when it came out, why it might have had so many hits. But we're moved three years from that process, 10, five years, 10 years, release it at a different time, and it may have struggled because people just weren't into that thing. And yeah, that's like, oh, that's, that's an obvious take on it. But I don't necessarily think it is because there's some albums, even in metal, that are just timeless. There's some sounds that are even just timeless. Like we hear them, we know what they are, we appreciate them, respect them. I've recently picked up the new Ozzy record. I was looking at it and I said, you know, I want to hear what Ozzy's got going on. He's canceling the tour. He's not doing good health-wise. You know, nobody wants to hear bad news about the Oz, man. Right. You know, uh, we'd like to all get to enjoy to see, you know, him bite the head off of every bat if it would save us from coronavirus. But that's not possibly going to happen. So what we can hope for is Ozzy to release a pretty cool metal record, uh, you know, in this time. And what he has released to me... It's like, just like a really kind of weird swan song in his career, because it's just like, I swear the whole time I'm listening to it, it just sounds like he's just like, hey yo, I'm gonna die, guess what, it's coming soon. Like, it just feels like every song he's telling me, like, you know, like, listen to this, like uh, that Ordinary Man song he did with Elton John, it, it's beautiful, it's a, it's a great track, and uh, some of the uh, more traditional Ozzy kind of tracks on there, man, are pretty cool for a guy his age. Right. So, you know, I thought, I thought that was pretty awesome. So, but, you know, like, I, when I remember listening to it, I even thought, I was like, man, some of these, you know, like, maybe not these songs specifically, but Ozzy records, man, some of those are timeless. And I think a lot of albums that we listened to back then don't hold up in that regard. And I'd like to actually figure out which ones you might think would be. Like, if you had to pick a couple, two or three records from the new metal era, you know, they don't have to be new metal, but they have to be in that range, that 1995, 96 to 2002 range, the high school years. Like, I already got one. Album, I got yeah, one right off top, and we're going to take a break on this. First instincts, flaw through the eyes. Fucking come back at me, motherfucker. Best that I can, my letter, payback, fucking, I don't know, man. Like, that shit still holds up super solid, and it just saddens me how shit... The shit went when they came back with endangered species and shit. But we'll be right back. We're gonna take a little yeah, break.
Place. I picked it up. It had a promotional sticker that hadn't been released yet, and they didn't even have their system, so they put it up there for the review. Somebody traded it in. It was like two weeks before it came out, uh, and it had like a promotional do not resell sticker on it. They had it up there for like three bucks because they were like, I don't know what it is. It's probably some indie band. And then like a couple weeks later, record came out. And, like, you know, like, you know, I was like, oh shit. Um, but I remember listening to it, and I remember really enjoying that record then. But I think like, to be a little judgmental on it, like, and I'm not gonna crap on it at all because I think at the time when I heard it, I was like, I think what I liked about that record the most was it definitely borderlines like a definitely like uh, it, it borderlines a a very like solid rock sound with that new metal spirit, right. and uh, it came at it with like, you know that really catchy chorus, and the guy had a lot of uh, the lyrics back then. I remember there was a couple. Times. Like, you know, what's that one song where he talks about and you frown? You know, like, like song two? It's like, I remember there being a couple places where the lyrics were like a little weak. Like, they just seemed out of place. And I was like, ah, oh, it just seemed like you were trying to rhyme words that you could have just not. Uh, that's me being uh, a little shit picky about it. But otherwise, you know, uh, I'll give that to you as a good personal pick. Uh, I'll do one and then you can go for your number two. Now, and I haven't thought about this, but this, I just randomly asked that on the thought. Like I said, I was thinking about timeless records, so timeless metal records in the '96 to 2002 range. That's from our youth, basically. And I know we've already talked about the Corn record, and I guess the self-titled Corn record probably would have to be in a top five automatically. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking personal. We're talking about personal, yeah. Like, and yeah, I feel like that record is, but that record came out in '94 kind of like like that's why I said the 96 range because okay. think of, look at it this way new metal really started hitting with bands like Deftone and Korn in the 94-95 area that's when like both those major releases come out like yeah. I think 96 was where you really saw like Limp Bizkit and a few years later bands like Disturbed and you got some of those like lower known new metal bands Spawn Shank and the like like that uh, Alter Spank and shit right. but I said 96 specifically and that's why I'll give you that flower because I think it was like 2001 but 96 specifically because like new metal era wasn't really a thing until after both bands had hit out and everybody said, okay, well, this is kind of a new new genre. And it kind of created a new metal, a, a new, in my opinion, from my point of view, new metal was this new thing and there was a lot of kids getting into it, bringing kids, uh, people into the metal culture. But you gotta think for a guy like me, new metal was cool and I was checking it out, but I wasn't all about that. Like I grew up on Dallas and Pantera, uh, you know, um, White Zombie, like, uh, you know, Faith and More, uh, and, and, you know, uh, Solid Rock, Aerosmith, Ben Lizzy, uh, you know, and, 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 and bands like that. So my, my, my list was very differently, but that's why I chose, like, the 96 range for 2002, because by the time I think 2002 hit, you know, like a couple, in the next couple of years, you started getting more of, like, the metalcore bands. And it started in that like screamo and metalcore started doing it, and I think metal really evolved, and that's where you started getting like a lot of uh, just a different kind of act. That's where like the Lamb of God and that new wave of American metal hit. It, it, I mean, does that sound like to you? It does. And as soon as you bring up Lamb of God, I think Sacrament. And I don't know what year that came out, but 
2006, that. it doesn't count. That's the God damn American it. Medal. That's what I'm saying. 2006, 2000, uh, 1996 to 2002 is the time of the new medal. That's why I asked you personally, because we all talked about the bands we liked when we were in high school, growing out of high school. Lamb of God, we were out of it. We were already into metal. You were already into it. That was like the evolution of what you were going through. It's, it's almost like a default that we were going to be like, wow, this is something cool. I like this. Let's go. I'm talking about that influential area. That's why I asked for timeless records. Flaw was a good answer because it came out in that range. Right. And I can understand why it inspired you. Uh, inspired you. So, um, you know, and if you need, I could probably help you with dates on this. But so it's, it's a hard, it's a hard choice. But I like this conversation because right. I really feel like that was a good era for uh, people to, to develop in the metal. So, all right. So I'm thinking of one of my in the 1996 range. What came out in those years that I absolutely went fucking bonkers for that's timeless? Oh man. Hey, no. Alright, uh. I'm gonna say. Yes, uh. I'm gonna say Tool. I need you right off the bat. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah, it came out 96, beginning of 97. And that album, just to me, in itself, was one of those ones that, like, even today, people go back and it just genre kind of defines that prog influence that a lot of these newer bands have now. True, I think without that Tool Anemia record shit, I don't know if we would have a Rivers of Nile or some shit like that that's just so, I guess, green to an extent where it's like, I don't know. That's just one of those bands. But that's going back into, like, nowadays. I don't want to take any type of heat off the Tool shit because Tool obviously is classic and iconic and shit, but I don't know. Prague. Fucking move me. Tool, definitely. I don't know if it was so much anemic, like Lateris with Schism and shit. Like, I think that was my first real true Tool experience where I was like, holy fuck, like this album is almost telling me something. That came out in 2001 as well, so you could actually count that if you wanted to. But to me, that album's not timeless. Like, I like it. Yeah, I you're right. I think all the songs on it that are perfect, but it's like anemia. That's why I hit it, because like it starts off with, uh, you know, Stigfist, and it's a classic. Sober. It goes right into Eulogy. Right into Sober's on Undertow from the early 90s. Damn it. I'm uh, off it, it goes right from Stigfist to Eulogy, which is another classic, and then to H, which is a terrific song. You know, then you get 46 and 2. Right classic. off the bat, every song on that record, you're, 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 you're almost 25, 30 minutes into this album has just been a fucking musical just experience for you. And then you get a couple skits leading into Hooker with a Penis, which is, you know, this heavy, you know, consumerism just attack of, you know, about, you know, insulting, like, their fans and themselves about five records. Right. Um, right off the bat, it's that intermission which leads into Jimmy, which I think, to me, is, like, my favorite song on that record, you know, going into the final handful of right. Push It and Anima being on there in that, that list. Like, I just don't think there's a moment in that album if you listen to the whole thing, you're like, oh, this you know, I can skip, like, even the interludes are, like, short enough to be curious and interesting, like, Die of Satin, the, the recipe where the German guy's screaming about the eggs. Right. Like, 
you know, like every bit of it just has its place and it's memorable and deeper from that generation. And I think that that's why that hits. Um, you know, it's like it's like an easy one to pick for people would be, oh, okay, uh, two albums somebody could pick right off the bat from that era would be Slipknot, Safe, Self-Titled, and, and Iowa. But to me, I don't say they're timeless because there's songs on there that I think fit that era more compared to you know, now, I feel like Slipknot's newer albums, as much as I'm not as big a fan of them as I was, actually fit more with being more open and, and, and vast in their, uh, you know, themes. Um, so, uh, if you had to pick another, like, if you could do it, what would you think? <clears throat> You're going to help me with the timing of um, it. Because I'm not sure what album they were pushing, but I do recall... And a part of me first wanted to say, God forbid, right? But because they never really transitioned into something more than that Chains of Humanity fucking album was so fucking great and Gone Forever was great and shit, right? But we went to that concert seeing Chimera up close and personal and I was all like, I wanted to see Fascination Street, but it's a cover, so just chill out, Nick. Don't worry about it. And they still played that fucking, I can't remember, it had two different guitar solos in it, though. I want to say Inside the Horror by Chimera. Oh, yeah. so, I, it was, a, it was actually, uh, that was actually uh, in the 2000, like, I think that was in the 2002 to 2005 range. But you know what, I can actually give you that because, like, I feel like, um, you know, and, and I'll tell you why. I'll, I'll give you a little asterisk on that one. Not due to the time of release on it, but because, um, uh, but that's when we saw them, and I know what you're talking about, because Chimera, they were on Roadrunner for the first two albums, and Roadrunner kind of dicked them around with a lot of, like, uh, with album promotion and their second record, which is fucking terrific. Their first two albums are spectacular. So like, good. Fact, Chimera fan year, everything I think they put out was good. Mark Hunter is a fucking awesome fucking singer. We were so fucking like, close and, I mean, to them. At Ziggy's, yeah, god damn it, we were close. I saw them so much, man. They were so fucking Fuck. terrific, man. He's actually friends with me on Facebook, man. He was a super funny guy. Shout out. And, uh, like, yeah, like, I'll give you that just because, like, I think that because those guys got screwed, you know, like, you know I mean? That would have put a slowdown on their career, but right. I think that they, like, to me, to me, their music is timeless. Like, I can go back and listen to any album they put out, and I'm like, fuck it, yeah, this is good. Like, uh, their first record, uh, uh, that Path Out of Existence, the one they put on Roadrunner, um, like that debut album I picked up, that album um, came out in the new metal socket. And it's got some kind of, like, new metal vibes to it, but ultimately, like, you know, it's still super heavy, and it's got that kind of air feel, man, but, like, Dude, when they hit that second album, man, they put a fucking impossibility reason. Jesus like, Christ. Wow. Like, they wow. just went right off the fucking charts, man. Like, right. you, know, you know, like, and, and like, but then again, that's that thing, like, I'll give you that as them being timeless, because I think any record you can put on them, is, it, it's just good, and it fits as a metalhead. Like, I think anybody can find something to enjoy on one of the records, whether, like, like, I look at songs they put out, like, on Broken Glass, where it kind of sounds like a metal singer. Right. It's got curse words in it, but it does sound like a metal single. It's got a catchy hook and a groovy riff to it and a memorable beat. Uh, but then I think of songs like, you know, like that like that Inside the Horror, and I think of uh, um, fucking The Disappearing Sun, and, uh, you know, uh, the Nothing plane. Remains. 
Yeah, it's just there were bands that I can literally listen to any time, like right. any time. Like, and I think it just it it, uh, it it out time frame doesn't matter on it. Uh, give me ten seconds here. God, you got that. Hold on. Cut the next right. Time. Well, he's taking a break. I'm going to go ahead and, and lay it down to the audience. Like, I've done put it out there multiple times that All Fucking Shall Perish was one of the fucking greatest fucking death core, death metal fucking bands out there. And it just, it saddens me. You're sparking into that after high school 2006 grade, man. I'm trying to go into the high school influence is one thing. You know, 25 years later, we're going to put in and go, all right, you know, this is still as good a record as it was back then like you know like I'm not gonna throw in let this get three dollar bill y'all and enjoy it as much as I did back in the late 90s but I'm still gonna enjoy it I'm gonna put in that tool record and still enjoy it just right. as much like just like that you know I would dude for me I can already tell you what my number two is you want my number two record to help you out let's go ahead and help you out find yours I can tell you what my number two nah, is mine's what price of existence era? you I'll give you the general Chimera 2001 to 2004 reference for your second because they just everything they put out right let's give you that for my number two pick of timeless music from that era I'm gonna go with Pantera in the Great Southern Tranquil era that was five years of just fucking absolute through the goddamn metal. They toured with everybody. It was terrific. That album is top notch, man. Sandblasted Skin, Floods, Underground in America. I mean, yeah, goddamn, man. It just, it kicks your ass from start to finish. The Great Southern Trenchill, Warner, Drag the Waters. Like, you can't beat that record. It's so intense. And, it, and, and every song still holds up to this day. So for me, that is a, a, a great 90s album that right. was like definitive and still kind of kicks it. And I love every Pantera record. My favorite, I would have to say right off the bat, is a really close draw, draw between Far Beyond and Volta. Right. And I'm going to say my top from that era has to be Trenkill just due to the nature of how they progressed in their sound, like they did every record, and how they kept that going up until you know, 2001, when they would ultimately release, uh, you know, their final album. Right. It's 20 years old. It's coming 20 years old, or 2000, I'm sorry. Uh, it's 20 years old as of now. That's fucking cool shit. I still um, definitely feel like there's potential in the future for Phil and, and Carrie and shit, because, good. like, I think that's what the whole fucking idea for coming back and doing a little episode like this it's just give the fans, we're still into the metal and shit, but as of right now, we've got to change some shit up. And if the quarantine episode comes back, I'm saying if it, if it gets decent remarks and decent regards and shit, like, definitely like to do it again. Well, I'm stuck in what are we going to do? I'm just saying. I, Tiger King and play Doom all the time. That's what I'm saying. We gave some, some decent options for, for fucking people to check out. They wanted to, to see what exactly set us up and set us off and shit but it kind of similar to the first episodes that we told everybody what was our fucking you know starting records and shit so i don't want to rehatch and reboot and shit but at the same time go check no, that no 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 that's why i'm just asking curious about like timeless records like i'm not talking about ones that i'm talking about what i think would right. be a timeless record you know, but hey, I could be wrong, but we're not going to get comments from people unless we ask. But that's why I'm asking. I want to know. I want to know what's going on with it. I want to I, I do it. I want to see what people are up to. We're all stuck at home. 
Right. Let's fucking talk. Let's play some video games. Hit us up. We got things. You know, we'll, 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 uh, we'll talk. We'll interact. Why not? Let's say, if you want to go ahead and plug your your uh, mixer or Twitch and shit, YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, I've, I've been starting to do the uh, Unbroken Atreyu mixer. I've been, um, I've been, uh, it's one word. Uh, yeah, I've been doing it a couple times. I got a few streams up in some of our uh, Warzone games. Let's just goof it off playing Warzone right. on the Call of Duty. I'm uh, probably going to get some Doom up. Um, I have a Doom 64 like probably a 30 minute stream of the first five levels. Unfortunately, I didn't have my data, so I got a video with no audio on that one, but I think I got that problem fixed. But yeah, I'm gonna be doing that throughout this time period because I'm home, why not? Uh, I like to play a lot of video games and I haven't been able to do the loss so why not jam down on them and see if anybody's got anything else they want to play too. Right on, right on. I don't know, right, but man. I guess until then, we're gonna cut I'll this one out. I'll be the casino for some horse racing and some Goddamn right, let's set up a fucking heist. Put one of those on a goddamn right, shit. Right, yeah. Man. You know what? We will talk to you next time. This has been non just Metal. non judge Metal. Be sure to share us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. See you next time.